For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Themes of the Feast of Trumpets. This is part five of the series. The sixth reason for the blowing of the shofar is to remember the binding of Isaac. The sixth reason for blowing the shofar is to remind us of the binding of Isaac, or Yitzhak, upon the altar, who offered his life to the God of Israel in the ram who was slaughtered in his place. Likewise, we need to also offer our lives to the God of Israel for the sanctification of his name, so that our Our remembrance may ascend before him for our benefit. The significance of Genesis or Brashit 22 is the obedience of Abraham to offer his son Isaac as a burnt offering or an olah to the God of Israel upon the altar. The binding of Isaac to the altar is known as the Akedah. In Genesis or Brashit chapter 22 verses 1 through 14 it is written, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him Abraham and he said behold here am I and he said take now your son your only son Isaac whom you love and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him therefore an olah a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of one of the characteristics of a burnt offering is it is to be offered in joy and in thanksgiving with a willing loving and obedient heart. That is the characteristic of a burnt offering. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. How did he worship the God of Israel? He offered Isaac as a burnt offering. He freely was willing to do this, and he did it with joy, which is a characteristic of a burnt offering. Likewise, Isaac had to do what he did freely as well. This is how he worshipped the God of Israel, and how we are to worship the God of Israel. 
when he commands us to do something, we should do it with joy, love, thanksgiving, and obedience. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. God himself will provide a lamb. So they went both of them together. Of course, this is a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua, who, when he died on the tree, he did it as a burnt offering. He freely laid down his life, and the God of Israel freely permitted Yeshua to die on the tree. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Hineni, here am I. And he said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that you fear God, and that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. This is a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua, the Lamb of the God of Israel, John 1.29, who would be caught in the thicket. He would be caught in the sins of the nation of Israel. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. What is the spiritual message and application of these events? Well, we are told in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 11, verses 17 through 19, that when Abraham purposed in his heart to obey the God of Israel and offered Isaac upon the altar, Abraham believed that if Isaac was actually literally and physically slain, that the God of Israel would raise Isaac from the dead. So it says in Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 17, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall your seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Yeshua mentioned to us that Abraham, in committing this act and in living his life, that he rejoiced to see the day of Yeshua. In John or Yochanan chapter 8, verse 56, it is written, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. What was the day that Abraham rejoiced to see? It was the promise of the God of Israel that he would send Yeshua the Messiah into the world and offer him as an olah, or a burnt offering, upon the altar or the tree as well. Here, Abraham is a type of Yahweh the Father, and Isaac is a type of Yahweh the Son, Yeshua the Messiah. The event in Genesis 22 is prophetic of the God of Israel offering 
offering up his only son, Yeshua, willingly or as a burnt offering. In Genesis or Breshit 22 verse 7, Isaac asked Abraham, where is the lamb? And Isaac replied in Genesis or Breshit 22 8, the Lord himself will provide a lamb. Yeshua is the lamb given by the God of Israel to take away the sins of the world. John chapter 1 and verse 29. Yeshua is the lamb that was offered as a Ola or a burnt offering for the sins of the world by the God of Israel. In Isaiah or Yeshiahu chapter 53 verses 6 and 7 it is written, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him, Yeshua, the iniquity or the sin of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. And looking at the ram that was caught in the thicket from Genesis chapter 22 in verse 13, the ram or which is a lamb that the God of Israel gave to be slaughtered in the place of Isaac was caught in a thicket by his horns. The thicket represents the sins of the world. The ram that is the lamb of redemption represents Yeshua the Messiah who would come as a redeemer and in redeeming his people would be caught in that thicket which personifies dying for the sins of the nation of Israel and for the sins of the world. In John chapter 1 verse 29 it is said of Yeshua the next day John seeing Yeshua coming unto him said behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. In Genesis or Breshit chapter 22 verse 2 the God of Israel asked Abraham to offer up Isaac as a burnt offering. A characteristic of a burnt offering is that it is to be freely and joyfully given without any regret or without any mourning. This is prophetic that Yahweh the Father offered up Yeshua on the tree which is symbolic of the wood upon which Abraham offered the burnt offering and he did it freely and joyfully. In Isaiah or Yeshiahu chapter 53 verse 10 it is written, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. That is Yeshua. Why did it please the Lord to bruise him? Because Yeshua died for the sins of the world and it pleased the God of Israel that the people on the earth would repent of their sins and receive his redemption that he offered through Yeshua the Messiah. Yeshua is the burnt offering of the God of Israel. Just like Isaac submitted himself to Abraham and allowed Abraham to bind him to the altar, Yeshua submitted himself to the will of Yahweh the Father and joyfully allowed himself to be bound to the crucifixion tree and to die for the sins of the world. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 it is written, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross or the death of dying on the tree. Our lives are to be a burnt offering unto the God of Israel. Just as Abraham offered Isaac and Yahweh the Father offered Yeshua the Messiah, in like manner, the sixth reason for blowing the shofar is to remind us to offer our lives as a burnt offering to the God of Israel in order to sanctify his name. Next, we can see how our lives are to be a burnt offering unto the God of Israel. In Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2, it is written, I beseech 
beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is associated with a burnt offering, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The seventh reason for blowing the shofar is it is a reminder to have fear and reverence for the God of Israel and this fear and reverence is expressed by keeping his commandment. The seventh reason for blowing the shofar is when we hear the sound of the shofar we are to fear and tremble and humble ourselves before the God of Israel who is our creator. For this is the effect of the shofar which causes shaking and trembling and a deep reverence for the God of Israel. In Amos chapter 3 and verse 6 it is written, Shall a trumpet or a shofar be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? The God of Israel requires that we fear him and keep his commandments. In Deuteronomy or Devarim chapter 10 and verses 12 and 13 it is written, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all of his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul? To keep the commandment of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you this day for your good. What does he require of us? To fear him, which is keeping his commandments, which when we keep his commandments, it's for our benefit. It is for our good. It is for our blessing. The fear of the God of Israel, which means reverence or respect, is the beginning of wisdom. In Proverbs or Mishle, chapter 9 and verse 10, it is written, the Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The eighth reason for the blowing of the shofar is to remember the day of judgment. The eighth reason for blowing the shofar is to remind us in fear and have reverence, and to take into consideration that the day of judgment, Yom Hadin, is upon us. In Zephaniah in chapter 1, verses 14 through 16, it is written, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day, the day of the Lord, this is the darkness part of the day of the Lord, or the tribulation. That day is the day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet or a shofar and alarm against the fence cities and against high towers. What do high towers represent? Pride. So this is a day and a judgment against all those who are prideful. It's to warn the prideful to repent, to be brought low, to humble themselves unto the God of Israel. Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is known as Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. May we be found worthy 
to be inscribed in the Lamb's book of life. That is how we are blessed when our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. A common greeting that's associated with Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is, may you be inscribed into the book of life. The spiritual meaning and application of that is that we are inscribed in the Lamb's book of life. The ninth reason for blowing the shofar is to remember the ingathering of the exiles. The ninth reason for blowing the shofar is to remind us of the gathering of the dispersed of Israel and to awaken our yearning for it. In Isaiah or Yeshiahu chapter 27 verse 13 it is written, It will come to pass in that day that the great trumpet or shofar shall be blown and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcast in the land of Egypt and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. What is that? Mount Zion. So the redemption for the exiles is to come to Mount Zion. What is Mount Zion? That is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, repenting of our sins, keeping his commandments, and returning back to rule and reign with Messiah during the Messianic era. The spiritual application is we should leave our personal exile. Two countries were called in ancient times the seat of idolatry, Babylon and Egypt. Spiritually, both Babylon and Egypt represent the ways of the world and the world systems. They are not only seats of idolatry, but they are also the seats of the captivity of the people of the God of Israel. In Revelation chapter 18, verses 2 and 4, there's an exhortation unto the people of the God of Israel to come out of Babylon or idolatry and the ways of the people of Babylon. In Revelation 18, verse 2, and then in verse 4, it is written, And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, which means partakers of her judgments, if you're partakers of her sins, and that you receive not her plagues, because she's going to fall. She's a high tower that is going to be brought low. The God of Israel said that he would gather the outcasts of Israel and bring them to the holy mountain of Jerusalem, which is Mount Zion. In Isaiah, or Yeshiahu, chapter 56, verses 6 through 8, it is written, Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servant, every one that keeps the Sabbath from polluting it and takes hold of my covenant, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. See, they've got to be brought to his holy mountain, which is Zion. And in the Messianic era, what's going to be happening in Jerusalem and Zion? Messiah is going to be ruling and reigning from Jerusalem, teaching the Torah to all nations. And his throne will be the temple that will be in Jerusalem. And see, when we are brought to his holy mountain to Zion, he's got to make us joyful in my house of prayer, which is the temple. Their burn offerings or service under the God of Israel and their sacrifices shall be acceptable upon my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. The Lord God which gathers the outcasts of Israel says yet will I gather others to him besides those that are gathered unto him. There is a prophecy that in the end of days the people of the God of Israel will be leaving Babylon and they will ask the way to 
Zion. The God of Israel calls his lost sheep, those of the house of Jacob who are scattered in the nations of the world, to flee Babylon, the system that has kept his people captive, and to let Jerusalem come to their mind, which is a return and repentance unto the God of Israel and his ways. In Jeremiah, or Yermiahu chapter 50, verses 4 through 6, it is written, In those days and in that time, which is an idiomatic expression that is referring to the Messianic era, says the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping, that is repenting. They shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. What is that perpetual covenant that they are joining themselves to? It is the covenant of peace of the Messianic era. It is the peace that Messiah will provide when he rules and reigns on the earth. So they're asking the way to Messiah to keep in his commandments, and they are partakers of Messiah's covenant of peace during the Messianic era. And so they're fleeing from a place known as Babylon. There has to be a physical place on the earth that is associated with Babylon in addition to all the spiritual meanings of Babylon where his people are located. What nation on the earth is there the greatest number of what the world would call Christians and Jews in the world? It's the United States of America. So this is a prophecy of his people fleeing from the United States of America in the end of days when this country in the context of the whole world being judged during the tribulation period that we would come out of her we would let Jerusalem come to our mind and we would seek not only to spiritually return back to the ways of the God of Israel but we would physically return back to the land of promise it says about his people in Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 6 my people have been lost sheep their shepherds have caused them to go astray they have turned away on the mountains they have gone from mountain to hill they have forgotten their resting place who's their resting place it's Yeshua the Messiah in Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 50 it is written you who have escaped the sword that's the judgment that comes upon Babylon and the judgment that is happening upon the nations of the world go away stand not still remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem come to your mind so how have they escaped the sword because they've been hidden in the day of the Lord's anger they've been protected just like the children of Israel were protected in Goshen when the God of Israel judged Egypt so those who are seeking the face of the God of Israel they will be hidden and protected in Yeshua who is the rock that we put our trust in during these troubling times therefore the ninth reason for blowing the shofar is to remind us of the gathering of the dispersed of Israel and to awaken our yearning for the end of the exile of Jacob and the messianic redemption the tenth reason for blowing the shofar is to proclaim our faith in the resurrection of the dead the tenth reason for blowing the shofar is to recall our faith in the resurrection of the dead in Isaiah or Yeshiahu chapter 18 verse 3 it is written all you inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth see when he lifts up an ensign or a banner uh, on the mountains and when he blows a shofar hear ye so the inhabitants of the world and the dwellers 
on the earth are to hear the shofar that is being blown. The correct translation of Isaiah or Yeshyahu 18 verse 3, according to Rabbi Sayaji Gaon of the 9th century, should be all you inhabitants of the world and dwellers in the earth. The inhabitants of the world refers to the righteous living. The dwellers in the earth refers to the righteous dead, that they would hear the shofar and thus be resurrected from the dead. The 13th principle of Jewish faith is a belief in the resurrection of the dead. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, it is written. Well, that's going to conclude part 5 of the series on the subject, the themes of the Feast of Trumpets. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.